In Parshas Noach, we have the fascinating story of Migdal Bavel. The introduction to the story of Migdal Bavel is in the previous parak that deals with the 70 Umos HaOlam, Eilat Toldos B'nei Noach, Shem Yafes, and then the Torah describes the descendants of Shem Yafes, and if you add up the number of nations that came from Shem Yafes, you'll find that there are 70. And according to Chazal, traditionally, there were 70 Umos HaOlam, um, and then the, the next Perek says, Even though Shem Yafes formed 70 different uh, units, nevertheless, they were all united, they were all together, they were all speaking one common language, and they all had one common goal. Uh, what happens then, in the wake of Migdal Bavel, is that they begin to speak different languages, they can't understand each other, and they, they, they're dispersed over the entire world. So, this has led some, for instance, the Ibn Ezra, to believe that Migdal Bavel, as opposed to the Midrash Chazal, wasn't necessarily a chait, a sin, but rather it was in order to create the greater development of mankind. When mankind was all in one environment, one homogeneous environment, it, it wasn't able to develop in terms of creating different cultures and different outlooks, and therefore, you know, the, the, that unity had to be broken, and it was broken at Migdal Bavel when 70 different cultures were formed based on 70 different uh, um, cultural units and uh, different uh, national units with different languages. So at the point that uh, point of Migdal Bavel, uh, the entire world was separated into 70 different national units, each one having its own language. Others disagree and say that Migdal Bavel was a chait, but the result of that chait, nevertheless, was the separation into seven different units, different languages. Uh, so, really, the, the establishment of seven different languages, the Shivim Lashonos, is over here in Parsha Snoach, in the story of Migdal Bavel. Uh, what I would like to discuss a little bit is about Lashon HaKorosh versus Becholosh, versus the Shivim Lashonos, uh, regarding a interesting sugya, and uh, in order to see what the halachic ramifications might be. There's Gemara Brachos that discusses Kriyashma, can Kriyashma be recited in other languages, or must it be recited specifically in Lashon HaKodesh? Uh, and the Gemara brings a machlokus, and Dafyid Gimel between Rebbe and between Chachamim. Tan Kriyashma Kichtava, Divei Rebbe. Rebbe says that Kriyashma must be recited the same way that it was written, written in other words, specifically in Hebrew. Chachamim Omrim B'chalashon. Chachamim say that you can say Kriyashma in any language. Uh, and then it brings Psukim to, you know, Psukim that Rebbe used to Darshin, that it has to be specifically be in Hebrew, you have to say Kriyashma the same way that it was written, and Chacham uh, says, since it says here, so you have to, you have to recite it in the same, way, same language that you understand. Uh, and therefore, Shema Yisrael teaches us that it doesn't have to be limited to Hebrew, but it can be said, uh, the Gemara then ties this to a broader question, whether Kol Torah Kula, the entire Torah, B'lashon HaKodesh Nemra, or B'chal Lashon Nemra, whether the entire Torah was, was said, or should be said, in Hebrew or in other languages. And uh, it ties this to Machlokas, Rebbe and Chachamim, but in the opposite way. 
Since Rebbe needs a specific Pasuk to tell you that you have to say Kriyashba specifically in Hebrew, therefore he must hold that regarding the general question, he holds Bechol Nemra, the entire Torah Bechol Nemra. But Kriyashba, you have a specific Pasuk, the Gemara then is Dochem. Uh, and the Gemara suggests the same thing, or the opposite, regarding Chachamim. Since Chachamim need a specific pasuk to tell you that Kriyashma can be said in the language that you understand, it must be that, in general, regarding Kolotar Kula, Blashna HaKoresh Nemra, and again that, the, the Gemara then goes ahead and rejects. But in other words, the Gemara brings a machlokas over here, not regarding Kriyashma specifically, but regarding Kolotar Kula, the entire Torah, whether Blashna HaKoresh Nemra, whether the Torah was said or should be said Belashon HaKodesh specifically in Hebrew or whether Bechal Lashon Nemra whether the Torah was said or could be should be said in other languages as well uh, what exactly is this Machlokas regarding Kol HaTorah Kula Belashon HaKodesh Nemra or Bechal Lashon Nemra what is it referring to and what are the halachic ramifications so the, you know, the first suggestion might be that it's a historical question. How was the Torah given at Sinai? Was it given Bechol Ashon, or was it given Be'lashon HaKodesh? Um, there's a Gemara in Shabbos uh, that brings Tanit Verab Yishmael Ukepatish Yifotzit Sela that the Torah is like a like a hammer that shatters you know, a rock Ma Patish Zen Nechalak Lekamen Itzotzot the, the shattering of the hammer when it uh, hits the rock, that shattering is similar to how the Torah was given. In other words, the Torah, what was given from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, each dibor v'dibor that came out of the mouth of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, basically came out in 70 different languages. In other words, the Torah was given, or at least that Sarasad Dibos was given, Bechal Lashon. Tosos quotes this Gemara and says that there's no doubt that regarding the historical question, the Torah was given Bechol Lashon. Nevertheless, we have a Machlokas that there, one might say that that Kol Torah Kula Belashon HaKoresh Nemra. In other words, Tosos says we're not dealing with the historical question, but rather we're dealing with you know a halachic question. Historically, Kol Dibur V'dibur was given B'Shivim Lashon. Um, there's a Tosus in Sota, that brings a Shita of the Rach. Pirsh Rach, Shita de Beshas Matan Torah, Nitna Lamosha Blashana Kodesh. Vahidikam Rahacha, Im Nitna Lat. Okay, our question is a different question. But regarding the historical question, there was no doubt that the Torah was given specifically in Lashana Kodesh and not in other languages. So regarding the historical question, you have Machokas, Tosas in Bracho says it was Bechol Lashon, Tosas in Sota Kosta Rach that was says, said in Lashon HaKodesh. Uh, apparently the Rach distinguishes between the Aseris HaDibros that were maybe given Bishim Lashon, but Torah itself, the rest of the Torah, was given Lashon HaKodesh. And uh, therefore, regarding the historical question, we have Machokas between the Rach and between Tosas and Brachos, whether it was given or but they both agree that this has absolutely nothing to do with the machlokas of nemra or nemra. According to the Rach, even though the Torah was given nevertheless there's a, there's a valid opinion that nemra regarding a different issue which we'll get to. According to Tosos in Brachos, there's no doubt that the Torah was given b'shivim lashon, but nevertheless there's a valid opinion that says that b'lashon hakodesh nemra. 
the shita that actually does say the machlokas is based on the historical question is arrived and brought down in the shita of Kubetzis. In Brachos, the Ravid says that that exactly is the machlokas, whether the Torah was given. Um, he says like this, How did I kin Rabbanan ala Torah im nemra b'cholashon im lo? Lo la shakata Moshe. Moshe certainly wrote down the Torah in Lashon HaKodesh. There's no doubt that the Torah written by Moshe Rabbeinu was written down in Lashon HaKodesh. Nevertheless, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the Torah orally to Moshe Rabbeinu before it was written down, and when Moshe Rabbeinu said over the Torah to the people, there were a lot of people that uh, might, might have been Geirin, might have understood different languages, and therefore the Torah that was given over to them, Nemra, in what language was it recited, not written, was it recited there? That's the question. Was it, was it recited to the people in Lashon HaKodesh or Bechol Lashon? When, when God taught the Torah to Moshe, and Moshe taught the Torah to Israel, there were, were Gerim that came from other nations and understood other languages. Was it given over to the people orally in various different languages or specifically in Hebrew? If it was given over in various different language, languages, therefore also Shinun, when, we're, when we learn Torah, we can do it in other languages as well. And as the Ravid says, what are the halachic ramifications to the historical question about of whether or not the Torah was recited to the people? Can you be Yotze, the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, when, you know, in other languages? Now, I think it's clear that the Ravid is not referring to the mitzvah of Torah Shemal Peh. Torah Shemal Peh is, is, is understanding Torah, it's thought. It's not, it's not, it's not, uh, it doesn't lend itself at all to the question of languages. It's the question of ideas. And any language that you understand would be viable for Torah Shabbat Peh. I mean, what language is the Gemara written in? Not Hebrew, it's written in, in, in Aramis. Right? So there's no doubt that regarding the question of Torah Shabbat Peh, Torah Shabbat Peh, which is, you know, passing over ideas and concepts and, 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 and laws, there the language is totally irrelevant. Uh, the language is only relevant when dealing with Torah Shabbat And therefore, the Ravid says, was the Torah Shabbat said over to the people in Hebrew or in all languages? And then Afkamina, when I, when I read the Torah um, in a different language, am I a Yotze, the Mitzvah of Tamba Torah Shabbat That's what the Ravid, I think, is referring to when he talks about Shina. That was the historical question, will... Will will have ramifications regarding a halacha question. Can one be yotze the mitzvah of Talmud Torah Shabbat if one reads a translation of the Torah, uh, uh, a translation of the Torah in a different language? That's the question. B'chaloshon emra or b'lashon hakodesh emra according to Ravid. But that question is rooted in the historical question. The Meiri. Um, also says that the issue is one of Shinun and are Yotze in the midst of Talmud in other languages, but the Me'iri divorces it from the historical question. Uh, Me'iri and Brachos, 
uh, insists that the entire Torah was given specifically Belashon HaKodesh regarding the historical question, but nevertheless, when, we, when, one, when one recites the Torah in a different language, is one Yotzei V'higitza Bayom V'layla, is one Mekayim, the Mitzvah of Tama Torah. And that's the question. The question is a halacha question, not a historical question. It's a question of Talmud Torah. Can you be say the mitzvah of Talmud Torah Shemachsav when reading a translation of the Torah, yes or no? That's what the Me'iri says the, quest, the question is. And therefore it's connected to uh, the question of Kriyashma because according to the Me'iri, uh, Kriyashma is also Shinun. It's also Talmud Torah Shemachsav based on Yerushalmi. Okay, we're not going to get into that point. Okay, so, again, we had two different opinions regarding what happened historically. According to the Rach, historically everything was in Hebrew, but nevertheless it's possible that we'll get to the Rach in a second. You had, the Tosh says, there's no doubt that regarding the historical question, it was in all languages. And our question is, you know, it it was in all languages. Uh, I'm sorry, it was only in Hebrew, not in all languages. Well, according to Tosus, it was in, in all languages, not in Hebrew. And according to, according to the Ravidans, the historical question impacts upon the halacha question of whether one could be Yotze, the mitzvah of Tamatar Shemachsav, by reading translations of other languages. The Rach, uh, although he says it's not based on the historical question, he says, what, what is the issue? The Tosas in uh, Sota, Pirush Rach Hapshita the Bishas Matator Nitna Lamoshu Bloshan Akodesh, the Hide the Kamar Hakim Nitna Lahatika Bloshan Akher Olo. Even though the Torah was given specifically in Hebrew, can one write down the Torah in a different language? And when one writes down the Torah in a different language, does it have Kedusha of Torah Shabbach Sav? That's the question according to the Rach. Um, and that, for instance, is the Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara in Shabbos and Nafkuf Tesvav talks about whether one can, you know, if, if, um, if there's a fire um, and it doesn't endanger anybody, so you're allowed to save Kisvei Kodesh from the fire. You're not over on a Doraisa, but you're allowed to save Kisvei Kodesh from the fire. So the Gemara says, Itmar, targum Can you save it from the fire or not? If the Sifrei Kodesh, and clearly, again, we're dealing with Tar Shemachsav, the, the Kisvei HaKodesh are written in a different language, does it have a din of Torah and should it be saved? Or does it not have a din of Torah and it shouldn't be saved? And that's two deals in the Gemara in Kuf Vav in Shabbos. Um, so basically, and there's, there's also, there's a uh, Mishnah in, uh, in Megillah, on Daf Ches, I'm, I'm sorry, on Daf, uh, on Daf Ches, Ches Men Beis, uh, on whether the Torah can be written in Bechol or only Hebrew, or perhaps Hebrew and Greek. Tanakh can be written in any language, while Tfilin and Mezuzos have to be written specifically in Hebrew. According to Shum Gamliel, you don't need Dafki Hebrew for Svarim, but you need specifically Greek and not any other language. We'll get to the Shita of Shum Gamliel later. Uh, in any event, uh, according to the Shittim, according to I'm sorry, according to the Rach, the machlokus of whether Kol Torah Kula B'Cholashon Nemra or B'Lashon Akorish Nemra is the machlokus among the Tanaim of whether 
Torah can be written down in different languages, even though it was given over to Moshe Rabbeinu, specifically in Hebrew, even though Moshe Rabbeinu wrote it down specifically in Hebrew, when you translate it and write it into a different language, does that have Kedushas Kesvei HaKodesh? Is it Nitnu Lukasev? Is it Nitnu Likro? Are you allowed to... Are you allowed to write it down? Does it have a Kedushas Kisya Kodesh or not? That's the Machlokas over here, whether, whether Kola Tarakula, Bechala Shonemra, or Belashna Kodesh Nemra. Okay, so here, this is Machlokas regarding Kisya Kodesh, and regarding the, the Kedush that would be Chal on a Sefer that was written in, in a different language. Okay, that's the Shita of the Rach. Rashi, has a different opinion. Rashi in uh, well, Rashi in, in I think Sota is is the most explicit. Uh, Rashi says that the machlokas over here. Second, Rashi in Sota da Flamed Gimel. We're dealing with the question of Kriya Satorah. How is one allowed to read the Torah, the Beis HaKnesses, in, uh, in other languages? And uh, one could assume that the ability to read the Torah in other languages is based on the question of the Rach. Because if, if, if the Torah were written in Hebrew, and one recited it in another language, that wouldn't be Kriyasa Torah. That would be Baal Peh. That's the Gemara in uh, Megillah, Dafir Ches, that if it's, it's written in one language, and you read it out loud in a different language, that's, that's Baal Peh. That's not Kriya. You have to be Korei Mikis you have to You have to read what, what's written. So if we're written in a different language and you're and you and you and you read it and you and you recite a translation, that's Baal Peh and that's certainly not Kriyasa Torah. So apparently the Shita of Rashi is also based on the Rach, that the question of whether or not you can be Yotze, the mitzvah of Kriyasa Torah in another language, is a function of whether or not the Torah can be written in another language. Um, now Tosas argues on Rashi because Tosa says, how can you base the question of whether the Torah can be written in another language based on Psukim, there's no mitzvah of Kriyasa Torah. Midoraisa. Kriyasa Torah, Besheni, Bechamish, Beshabbos, it's Takanas Moshe, Takanas Yahushua, Takanas, Takanas Ezra. It's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not Midoraisa. So how could the question of whether, um, the Torah can, there can be Kriyasa Torah in other languages, how could that be, you know, a question which one wants to darshan from Sukkim? According to the Bari in Brachos. And therefore it also suggests that maybe we're talking about Pasha Zachar, um, there are other Rishonim that um, that suggest other answers. Um, for instance, Ridva says that Kriyasa Torah on Yom Tov is a Kim Daraisa. It's a Kim Daraisa, Lechor, based on Ramban, of Mikrai Kodesh. Mikrai Kodesh is a day which the entire nation gathers together, or in, in shuls, and they're, you know, and, and what do they do in shul, according to Ramban? Tamikrai Kodesh, Ramban in Vayikra Perch of Gimel, in Emor, Shayubiyam was a Kulam Kruim vin Esafim, Lekadeshosa, what's Mikrai Kodesh? They're all called and they're gathered together. Kiam Mitzvahi al Yisrael, the Kavit Veveta Elokim, the Yom Oed, the Kadesh Hayom Bifrahesya, 
You sanctify the day. How do you sanctify the day publicly? You wear Shabbos clothes, you dive in together, you say Right? So gathering together in the shul, and that's how you make it Mekrai Kodesh. Based on that, the um, Ridva extended the idea and said that Kriyasa Torah on Yom Tov is a Cuban Mekrai Kodesh. That when you go to shul and you and you daven together and you say Halal and you read from the Torah the the, the parish that's relevant to that Torah, that's a kiyum in in uh, Mikra'i Kodesh. And therefore, Vyeshom the Kriya Batorah Bitsibor Torah Bishabasas Vyom Tovim. That's a kiyum in in Kriya Torah. That's a kiyum Daraisa. So even though the uh, Takana of Kriya Torah is a later Takana. The idea of Mikra'i Kodesh, that you gather together in order to Mekadish, Kedush Zayom, um, the Kedush Zayom expresses itself, among other ways, also in Kriyasa Torah. So the concept of Kriyasa Torah, according to the Ridva, is a Daraisa concept. It doesn't, not only on, on uh, Pasha Zachar, uh, but really every Shabbos, every Yom Tov, is a Kiyum in Kodesh. That's what you do on a, on a Yom that's sanctified. You gather together in shul and you're makadish the yom publicly. One of the ways is through kriyasa Torah. There's a Be'er Sheva in Sota that uh, takes this idea a little bit further and he says, yes, the takana of kriyasa Torah is Javana, but the kium of kriyasa Torah is being a kium d'oraisa of Talmud Torah Shemechsav, you know, that, that predates the takana. The chiyuv is only Javana. But when the any Talmud Sibur gathers together and reads from the Torah, that's a kiyum daraisa of Talmud Torah Shebechsav, of public Talmud Torah Shebechsav. And therefore, the question of whether one can read the Torah publicly in a different language is the relevant question even before the Takara, and certainly it's a daraisa question, not only a Drabanan question. Now, again, what, I, what I'd like to go back to is the question, if you're reading the Torah, that means you're reading from uh, a... Kisvek Kodesh, you're, you're assuming the Rach, that you can take the Torah and you can write it down in a different language. Now, the Rach divorces this from the from the historical question. Even though the Torah was given specifically in Hebrew, nevertheless you can write it down in another, another language. What exactly is the issue? So I think the issue is based on a Gemara in Kedushin. The Gemara in Kedushin uh, talks about the, the, the problem of Tirgum, the problem of translation. If you translate literally, then, then, then you're making something up. You can't translate a literal translation. A literal translation is not accurate. But then if you change a translation, or to fit the way you understand it, you're changing the living word of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because you can't possibly translate something accurately. If it's literal, then, 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 then it's going to be false. But if you, if, if you're, if you, if it's not a little translation, then it's interpretation. You know, how do you have an accurate translation? You know, that's the issue. Even though the Torah was given, Specifically, Belashna Koresh from Akarish Baruch Hu to Moshe Rabbeinu. Even though Moshe Rabbeinu wrote down the Torah in another language, when you go and translate it to, to a different language, is that a translation? Is it, the, is it, is it faithful to the source? Or is that already interpretation? 
If it's an interpretation, that's Torah Shabbat Alpeh. If it's a translation, but basically it's the same, same content, but just in a different, in a different language. Right? So that, the question of whether the Torah, Kisri HaKodesh, can be written down in another language is a question of whether it's possible to have an accurate translation that's not interpretation. Uh, in fact, um, there's a Yerushalmi that uh, in Megillah Perk Dalid, Rav Chagai came to the Shul. He saw somebody, he basically was reading the Targum. They, and originally, when they read the Torah, they would read the Targum alongside the Torah. He was reading the Targum out of the Sefer Torah. The Taimon still read Targum. But in those days, everybody read the Torah along with Targum because people didn't understand Hebrew well. When they came back from Gaul's Bavel, they didn't understand Hebrew. It's already mentioned, down in, mentioned in Ezra that they would read Targum in order that the people should understand the Torah better. So he saw somebody who was reading the Targum out of the Sefer itself. Basically, what, the, what he said was, Dvam Targum is Dvam It's interpretation. When you interpret Torah, that's Tarshav Alpeh. If it were accurate to the source, it would be Tarshav Achsav. But it's not. Any Targum is interpretation. And therefore, it's Tarshav Alpeh. You're not allowed to write it down. Um, there's a, another Yushami in, in Megillah, Perak Aleph, that explains of Shem Gamliel that the Torah could only be uh, be translated in, in be transcribed in Yavanis. Based on what? Tani Rab Shem Gamliel Omer Afisfram Lo Tir Shichtavu El Yavanis. Why? Badku Umatzu. They went ahead and checked. Sheeda Torah Yecholali Tagen Kol Tzarcha El Yavanis. An accurate translation could only be with a language as rich as Greek. All the other languages weren't rich, and therefore, in order to take the Torah and transform it into a different language, that would require interpretation. The only language that allowed for an accurate translation and transcription of Torah into another language was, was Yavanis. And therefore, that was the basis of Rabbi Shimon Gamliel's opinion that the Torah could only be written down in Yavanis in, in Greek and not in any other language. According to the Bavli, this is based on Yaftol Kim Yefes, Yishkom Shem, but it might be based on the same idea that Yafyasol Shal Yefes, a very, very rich language of Greek, was the only language that lent itself to an accurate translation. And what's basically what we're saying is the difference between, you know, in order to be an accurate translation, not interpretation, you know, it's a, you know, there's a very, very thin line between those two. If it's an accurate transcription of the Torah into another language without any interpretation, you know, that, it's the question that, that then it would be possible to talk about whether one can create Kisri Akodis in another language. But once you're talking about interpretation, that's right, Torah Shual Valpeh, and uh, you know that couldn't have kis, you know shows of Kisri Akodis, and it wouldn't be a legitimate possibility for uh, for Talmud Torah or for or for Kriyasa Torah. So, according to Rashi, the issue is one of Kriyasa Torah, which is based on the fact that when you, when you change Torah into another language, 
that's an accurate transcription, according to the Manda Amar, the Bechal Hashan Emra. Uh, and therefore, when you write it down in another language, that has Kedusha Torah Shavachsav, when you read from that other language, it's Tamad Torah Shavachsav, and therefore Kriyasa Torah would be legitimate in another language as well. According to the other opinion, Veloshana Kodesh Namra, then you cannot transcribe the Torah in any other language, and it doesn't have a Kedusha of Kusviya Kodesh, and when you read it, it's not Torah Shavachsav, it's, uh, it's interpretation, it's Torah Shavachsav. Tulsus argues on Rashi, as we said before, because according to Tulsus, Kriyasa Torah uh, postdated you know, the, the Torah, and therefore you can't dash him from the Vesukim, whether Bechol Nemra or Lo Bechol Nemra regarding Kriyasa Torah. And therefore Tulsus in Brachos says as follows, Pir Shashi, the cross of Torah, V'lo it doesn't seem logical to me, that Ezra Tiken Kriyasa Torah, it's a Takan of Ezra, Umekamada Asa Ezra, before Ezra, why would you need this pasuk? He's referring to those specific, unique examples where there might be a mitzvah daraisa to read from the Torah. And he mentions Parshas Zachar, Tosa Zerash adds Parshas Paro, which is very interesting. Inamri, Mirkabikurim, Vidoy Maser, Parshas Chalitza, Shemitza, Batora Lekrosa. And then he gives other examples of, of, of things that one has to recite, uh, places where you have to recite perhaps the language of the Torah itself. Now, one shouldn't misinterpret Tosus. He's not giving, he's not saying Pasha Zacho or Vidoy Maestros. He's giving a totally different answer. He's saying, maybe we can find cases where Kriyasa Torah is Daraisa, for instance, Pasha Zachar, or I would say maybe Hakhel, for instance. Uh, where you know after Shemitah the you know the Melech would come and recite and read certain portions of the Torah to the entire people. Hakel's mitzvah daraisa. Okay, so Tosas mentions Pasha Zacha, but those are places where Kriyas Torah is daraisa. Inami, there are other times where we recite certain sections of the Torah, even though it's not Kriyas Torah. Vidoy Masos is not Kriyas Torah. Mikra Bikurim is not Kriyas Torah. When you bring the Bikurim, you're supposed to say a certain. You know, portion of the Torah, Arami Ovid Adi. When you, uh, you know, when, when you Mashbia Asota, you say a certain po- portion of the Torah. When the coin comes and you go to Melchama, so the coin has to say a certain portion of the Torah, right? So you use the Torah as a text that you say that you that, that you that you have to say over. So it's thing, it's 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 um, it's very different sections that on very different occasions one has to recite, but it's not Kriyas Torah. And uh, therefore, this is a totally different answer. It's, uh, it's clear from from Tosas, for instance, in Megillah, that it's a different answer. Therefore, I think this is the Perush. You know, that's the question. And uh, Tosas is referring to the Mishnah of Sota, and 
you know, there's there's a whole list of things that sometimes, for some of them, you can say b'chalashon, v'idoy ma'asos, for instance, you could say in any language. B'kremikorm, you have to say b'lashon ha'kodesh. Again, there are various different machloks in there. But there you're not talking about kriya satora, but you're talking about certain sections that are on occasions you have to say. And the question is whether you have to say b'lashon ha'kodesh or b'chalashon. And the machlokas here of b'chalashon emra or b'lashon ha'kodesh emra is, might be Related to that machlokas, those machlokas among the Tanaim, um, uh, in those Mishnayos, or if you say in general, you might need specific psukim to allow you to do b'chalasha. If you say in general, uh, if you say in general, you might need certain specific psukim that would limit it to, to, uh, to Lashon HaKodesh. And anyway, that's the sheet of Tosas. So, so just to sum up, uh, what we discussed is a question of whether kola torakula b'chala shonemra or b'lashon al-kodesh And we saw a number of different interpretations. First of all, according to the Ravid, it's a historical question. How was the Torah given over orally from a Baruch Hu to Moshe Rabbeinu and from Moshe Rabbeinu to the people? And if it was given over b'chala shon, that would legitimize, according to the, according to the uh, Ravid, of Talmud Torah being, Talmud being in other languages. Because the Torah that I'm saying in another language corresponds to the Torah that was given to Moshe Rabbeinu and Moshe Rabbeinu to the people. Because Moshe Rabbeinu actually historically gave the Torah over in Greek and in Spanish and in, and in Arabic. Uh, and therefore, one can also, uh, be Makayim, Talmud Torah by, uh, reading the Torah in other languages. According to the Rach and Tarashi, this question is divorced from the historical question. Even if the Torah was given over only uh, in Hebrew, nevertheless, if one can accurately transcribe and translate without, interpreti- without interpretation the Torah into another language, and it's faithful to the source, and, it's, and, it, and it doesn't have interpretation, one can also theoretically consider a translation as being just that, a translation rather than interpretation. And then the question is whether that translation has Kedushas Kisvei HaKodesh, and by reading from it, can one be Makai the Mitzvah of Tamid Torah Shibachsav, or Kriya Satorah. And uh, then we saw the Shita of Tosos, that we're not dealing with Kriya Satorah at all, um, and we're not dealing with the Mitzvah of Tamid Torah Shibachsav, but rather we're dealing with certain sections in the Torah that one has to recite on various different occasions. And, uh, and these are mitzvahs midaraisa, vidoy maesos, mikrabikurim, parsha sota, the parsha of milchama. And regarding the, all those, all those parshios, can they be said in translation or must they be uh, recited specifically in Hebrew? That's the question according to Tosus of whether b'cholashonemra or whether be, or whether be nemra.